Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. This is It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati with Lindsey Patterson and Mike Santagata. The, the talk about it before, I don't really care too much. I mean, hindsight, yeah, they should have rested him. If they started 0-3 and, and they didn't have any issues with the calf like the rest of the year, we would probably be in that hindsight going, man, we could have got that one seed if Burrow could play. So I understand what they're trying to do. And also digging yourself out of this hole and they're in it now in a probably a worse spot than they would. This is pretty much worst case scenario for the calf other than the mm-hmm. a possible big tear. And that doesn't have to be the calf. But man, you're in a spot now where what if Burrow plays like what percent is he? Because I was thinking he was up at like 85, maybe even 90 at times on Sunday. Mm-hmm. That might be a little aggressive because he couldn't. He wasn't really scrambling much. But think of that last play, and that was after the reaggravation, where he rolls right, tosses a dime, and I'm thinking like that looks like Burrow. You know, that's why I was shocked. I heard about the calf thing after. I was like, well, even the last play of the game, he was running. He looked good. So, but adrenaline. I mean, anybody that's played sports, you know, like you can suffer an injury and then finish a game, and then when you're kind of like sitting down at the locker or wherever after, you go. Holy crap, like my knee is like busted right now or whatever. Um, it's tough though. This is near worst case scenario. You're 0-2, so the gamble didn't even do anything for you. Now your quarterback, I'm thinking he'll look like 60, maybe 70% of what he was. That's just speculation because I have no idea. It could be 50. It could be 50% of what he was, and that's probably still yeah. better than the backup. I mean, it could, right? Like, if he's spraying things, his accuracy is one of his best attributes. So if the footwork gets messed because, you know, the calf is bothering him or he can't, like, push off of that foot, where are we, you know? that I could see, like, a 50% scenario, and that's probably still better than anything they're going to get from a backup, and that's the gamble you're making. Are you going to get 70%? Because that's much better than the backup. And do you – I don't know. Like, that's the tough thing is that it feels there's a very clear pro con here. Pro, we can try to dig ourselves out of this O2 hole with an easy schedule, well, relatively easy schedule coming up. Not that easy, but you know, like I, I saw, I saw the, uh, the Cardinals on there. <laughs> um, but, or do you rest him because there are long term impacts? I think this team still, and they should think they're in the Super Bowl window. Like, this is still a Super Bowl team. I don't care if they're 0-2. It was an AFC championship last year, 0-2, and then it's different, whatever. But now it, it, 
because if he misses the next like three, four games, I don't think they're winning many of those. And digging yourself out of something that's like one in five with the 49ers and Bills back to back after the bye, tough. Mm-hmm. I don't, that's, that's really tough. Yeah, I personally, I, I, I'll just say this. We we don't know how Joe's feeling today. Right. Um, you know, he was still sore on Monday. He was walking around without a brace on Monday in the locker room. Um, you know, I, I don't know what that means. We saw him walk without a brace for, for quite some time when he was coming back during training camp, even when he wasn't he was on the He was walking practice. without a brace the day after the injury. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, so I'll just say we don't know. I think there's mm-hmm. a lot of speculation out there right now, and a lot of people are saying, oh, he's going to go on the IR, or he's going to be good, and he'll play on Monday. I, I, I just think that there are a lot of people that I trust in the sports world, and they don't have a lot of information on it. So I'm going to wait yeah. until those people speak up, and they offer their insight, and you know, doctors can get whatever they have right now and offer their Twitter um doctor advice and that's totally fine but i just feel like we don't know and the thing is the good news is next time we record they're going to already have their practice in and that's what's going to be telling for me i need to see what thursday looks like if joe burrow is not practicing at all on thursday they might just be smart and say hey it's going to be a limited or he's not going to be out there and we're going to put jake browning out there um and and that's who i think that they they roll with as their backup quarterback i don't see them bringing someone else in um well the other option would be will greer right if he's sped up on the offense. Yeah. And I, and I, and I, and a lot of, a lot of people, if they had to choose, they're like, Oh, go with Will. Don't go with Jake. I just think right now your game plan is going to be totally different. And here's the thing. We're going to get to the play calling and kind of how different it has been with Joe Burrow, because it has been um, there. There's a reason why, you know, I even asked you after the Browns game, man, it just looks boring out there. And it, there was a reason that this offense was boring over the last few weeks. But I felt in the second half versus the Baltimore Ravens that it was getting there because I was like, OK, it's returning. It's slowly returning. We're seeing it again. And it felt like deja vu of the second week of last season where it was slowly just getting a little bit better. And then they had that Thursday night football or then they had the Jets and they had Thursday night football. And it was just could have been a repeat if, if obviously Joe Burrow is healthy. And we just do not know that. And I know a lot of people feel a certain way. I will say this when it comes to opinion and how I feel about it. Joe Burrow's health is the number one thing. It's a bummer to think about because this team is really talented and they have a lot of talented guys on there. I think I'm so glad I don't have to make those decisions. There are a lot of people in that building. They're going to make those decisions. They are going to talk to doctors like Zach Taylor said, and they're going to get the best advice that they should make for Joe Burrow to be out there or not be out there. Joe Burrow's tough, and he's one of those guys who, who's, who's almost like the mindset of what Patrick Mahomes would do. He'd go play on one leg if he needed to. Uh, yeah. That's a little different if it's the playoffs versus week three of your regular season. Um, and I, I think you have to be smart about that. And 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 if Joe wants to play, there has to be someone in the room. If he isn't physically or he shouldn't physically be out there, I hope someone in the room is saying, no, you shouldn't be out there because you're the franchise. Protect your investment, protect your franchise. And that is the most important thing. The team is better with Joe Burrow out there. I'll still say it, even like you said, even almost like a 50 to 60% Joe Burrow would be better than the Jake Browning option. Um, yeah. But at, at this point, we just don't know. And them having Wednesday off doesn't help, but it does give them an extra day. Um, so we'll see. We'll see if they said Joe, Joe out for one game, two games. I know a lot of people look at this stretch and they're like, oh, it's an easy stretch. It's the NFL. No game is easy. 
Um, anything could happen. Right now, Matthew Stafford is playing like an MVP, and he's putting up 600 yards in two weeks. So that's not going to be an easy matchup on Monday Night Football. And then you look on their defensive side, and everybody remembers that guy in the Super Bowl. So, um, you know, you have a tough decision to make. And for me personally, if Joe isn't feeling it, and I would say even if he's like 60%, you send him out Monday Night Football. You just do. Um, maybe it's, it isn't an IR situation because their buy is early this year and they just take it week by week with Joe and maybe one game rest, maybe he doesn't go and, and play the Titans. And then you, you return to, you could be starting no one for, and you just try to figure out where do we go from here? And if Joe isn't getting any better and the calf is still bothering him, then you got some tough decisions to make at the buy, uh, because we could be in a similar situation where Joe sits, goes on the IR and we're still where we were at the beginning or at the end of training camp. And he's not, and he's not ready to go full go. Yeah. And I, I mean, the worst outcome is to look at Rogers for the cautionary tale. He had the, he had a calf strain in camp and then he played on it week one and made it four snaps and tore his Achilles. Kevin Durant did the same thing in basketball, had a calf strain and it, it's the finals. I'm going to get back out there toward his Achilles. So that is the real disaster scenario. Like if he gets out there, your re-injury risk isn't just the calf anymore, you know, like, and it never really was, but especially now that it's been re-aggravated to me, I feel like your re-injury risk could be something more serious. And the last thing that the Bengals need is for Burrow to go through a surgery, go through eight months of rehab, and not be ready for the training camp, not be ready for the start of the next season. That is the worst possible case. It could not, it, it could, you know, they could play him, be aggressive. He could get out there. He feels good enough to play and nothing happens. And then this turns the season around because that is the other part of this is he goes out there Monday night and he leads them to a victory against the Rams. And then the next week he goes out there and he gets another win. And you're like, okay, we're at two and two and, you know, maybe Burrow doesn't look MVP Burrow, but it's clear, like, the offense is moving or, you know, whatever. Like, this save, not save our season, but, like, we've turned it around. And then I think they play the Cardinals in week five, which that feels – you don't want to overlook anybody. No. But that certainly does feel like <laughs> you should go out there and win, guys, uh, at least from my perspective. But, yeah, I mean, that's the tough part. It's, it's how – and I think a lot of it comes to Burrow, how he feels, what the doctors say. I don't think this is so much a uh, Zach Taylor stupid for playing yeah. Burrow or something. It's like, well, maybe some coaches would tell him, no, you can't play, or maybe the front office or whatever. But I, I feel like at the end of the day, I trust the doctor's opinion more than my head coach, more than the player. But I trust the player's opinion on how he feels a lot is the player fully telling the truth? I mean, that's up for debate. Like there's guys all the time. They'll say, ah, I'm good, man. I'm good. Send me back out there. And they shouldn't be. But to me, this is kind of a doctor uh, has to evaluate. I don't know if they do MRI for re-aggravation of calf strains or anything, but it feels so much like a feel thing, right? Like if he feels good to go, or if the doctor says he's good to go and he feels okay. It's tough. It's tough. And it's hard to think about losing the entire season from a calf strain, right? Because start 0-2, yeah. and if you get shut down for two or three weeks, you get to 0-4, 0-5. 
that hole is probably too deep to dig out of. 